0: Hey welcome back to the Agnes London podcast. I'm your host Sophie and this week I'm chatting to Ashita, founder of fashion rental app By Rotation. We're chatting about how renting your wardrobe can be beneficial for the environment and your wallets and what sets By Rotation apart from other rental platforms plus much more. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast Ashita, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Thank you so much Sophie for inviting me. I'm very excited to talk to you. I've wanted to catch up with you a little while now and luckily the internet allows us to do that in these times. I know. (laughs) So you are the founder of Fashion Rental App By Rotation. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and about how By Rotation came about?
1: Sure. So my name is Ishita and I'm the founder of By Rotation. uh, We're UK's first and only fashion rental app. We're also completely peer-to-peer, which means we don't buy any inventory to rent out. So what that actually means is that we have people such as yourself and me and hopefully the listeners as well, who've got really nice items that they want to share with other people across the UK and hopefully global one day. Um, and they can therefore monetize their wardrobe and also save the planet one rental at a time
0: how did the decision to go for an app over like a website come about
1: yeah um so i mean we had a test platform which is a web-based platform um that i developed i think over like a weekend um and from that we started monitoring the kind of traction we were receiving you know whether that was organic you know through i guess word of mouth and instagram and you know press mentions um you know, and then we started seeing what users were actually doing while they were on the web-based platform when they were transacting or listing their items, or you know, just browsing. Mm. And uh, we noticed that about I think sixty percent, no, sixty-five percent of them were looking at the website from their mobile phones. Mm. While the website, the web-based platform, was optimized for for mobile phones, we saw a clear pattern that people would discover us on Instagram. And in order to sort of, you know, keep them on their mobile phones engaged, you know, whether they're commuting or whether, you know, they're actually bored and sitting in their bed, as a lot of times I think we can be during quarantine, mm. we saw that mobile phone would be the best way to go. And we've also seen that a majority of where a lot of e-commerce websites have been also moving towards. So, I mean, you know, you might have noticed, you know, what is it, Net-A-Porter, um, Outnet, any of these retailers sort of convincing you to download their apps. Mm. And, you know, you'll get like extra 10% off if you use their app. A lot of companies are trying to get, you know, um, users to get onto their, how do you say, their environment Mm. so that they can get you to engage with them regularly. So, yeah, we very much see ourselves to be like the Depop of luxury fashion rental or the vestiaire of rental. And both of them have great apps. Mm. I mean, Depop
0: is an app. Yeah, Depop is just an app, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What I really like about what you do and what I've kind of observed that you do, sustainable fashion, I think, sometimes has a bit of a bad like rep attached to it or it's seen as like not very luxury and not very exclusive. But it seems like with Bry Rotation, it seems much more luxurious and much more exclusive. And even if you weren't someone that was particularly interested in sustainability or sustainable fashion, it's something that you want to be part of.
1: Yeah. And I think that kind of comes from my background as well, which is just, I guess, like an average consumer, maybe a bit of a used to be shopaholic
2: Mm. who
1: likes, you know, who likes quality clothes. And a lot of times they end up being designer and, um, you know, and I kind of see it as a way to share what you already own rather than buying outfits just to wear them once and, you know, and, and leave them at the back of your wardrobe or, eventually just sell them off. So therefore, I think actually getting more use of what you already have uh, and by sharing them, that's the best way to be sustainable.
0: Mm. How do you think are other ways we can get the average consumer's attention on the issues of fashion and the kind of conversation around sustainable fashion?
1: Yeah, I think the way that I discovered it, again, as someone who wasn't necessarily working in the fashion industry, um nor was i particularly looking into sustainable fashion or sustainable fashion brands um i thought of it more from the consumer point of view which is there's clearly a problem in that a lot of us are consuming a lot of fashion you know some people are you know every week when they get paid or whatever they're going to stores to to buy something or that's how they make themselves feel better mm. and you know that there's there's a lot of new direct to consumer brands thanks to instagram where just everyone and anyone can start their own brand. So I, I think it came from a you know a, a way of becoming more conscious that you know I might be consuming too much and and you know the only way to make it I suppose more approachable is by making it very I, I suppose very um, mainstream. Mm. So the way that I see it is you know the kind of brands that you know the mainstream audience would aspire to have. Those are the kind of brands that other lenders on the app have listed. And therefore, you know, it's something aspirational that most of us, you know, look on Instagram or, I guess, fashion magazines or news or whatever. And, you know, and, and, and it's something that, you know, is of price point that the regular person can access. Mm. So I think it's really by building a product that's very accessible to the mainstream audience. At some point, I think someone's asked us this question, which is, um, are all the designers that are listed on your app for rental? are they all sustainable designers, and that's not really something we can guarantee. Mm. What we guarantee is that you are being much more considered in your consumption if you're not buying new and you're actually renting someone else's item that exists out there already so that's that's how we feel we're contributing to the sustainability equation, so that's on the consumption side of it rather than the production
0: yeah. Yeah, I love that you've got like different celebrities' wardrobes on there as well. So you can kind of feel like you're going to an awards party, even if, you know, most of us don't get the opportunity to go to awards parties and things like that.
1: Exactly. And to be honest with you, that wasn't really the main priority when I first came up with this business idea. Mm. It was more to really just have, you know, people such as my peers sharing amongst each other uh, across the UK. But, you know, we started noticing that we would probably get much more media attention and traction and it'd be a quicker way to, you know, gain, you know, the mainstream audience's attention by doing so. So someone like Stacey Dooley, she has pretty much, I would say, universal appeal in the UK. And, you know, she recently started listing her items on our app just a couple of weeks ago Mm. and she's donating all the proceeds of her rental uh, of her rentals to Refuge. Uh, the charity that's against domestic violence. So it's kind of great to have some of these names that are listing with us to help kind of raise the app's profile mm. and also the concept of rental to become more commonplace. So I, I think I think for me personally, that's that's what I love about it. Um, but obviously I do love the fact that I can fit into Stacey's clothes and rent them.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. It definitely helps widen the net because I think sometimes when talking about sustainability or even just like as a small brand, you can sometimes feel like you're in an echo chamber and you're just, you know, speaking to the same pool of people every time.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, you know, when I attend panels, I mean, in the beginning when I was just attending them because I'm, I'm so new to everyone in the sustainability and fashion scene, I would see the same crowd of people attending the events. And now that I'm beginning to speak on panels, I've noticed it's still the same people. Um, and I, I definitely feel like, you know, as you said, it's an echo chamber. And that's why, to me, it's very important to bring this message from whatever I've learned as a sustainable fashion business owner to the mainstream audience, which is, you know, my friends who mm. don't work in fashion, who don't necessarily think about sustainability when it comes to how they dress. Those are the kind of people that I want To start making more aware and conscious. Mm.
0: So, running the business with sustainability at its heart and going to these events and learning more about sustainability, has this impacted on your personal life at all? Have you started to make changes there because of the things that you've been learning with the business?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, ever since I founded the business and I went on my honeymoon, which is when I discovered the problem of waste in the fashion industry. Um, you know, it, I've completely stopped buying from any fast fashion retailers, mm. which is, you know, whether it's H&M or also their sister companies, like, and other stories. I know they do really nice, pretty colors and all of that, but it's just something that I don't want to support anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or, or, you know, in the text group and all their sister companies and even the home section. I, I know they do nice things, but it's just something that I wouldn't support anymore because I feel like, with all the with the money that i have i'd like to support smaller companies that are doing the right thing and they don't necessarily have economies of scale mm. and you know and, and that's why it's kind of important to give them you know a, a, a voice and show my support for them so um so i've definitely cut well not cut back i've completely retreated from fast fashion retailers when it comes to fashion And in terms of, you know, lifestyle choices, I've always been vegetarian. That's just something that I was born with and it's a cultural thing as an Indian. Mm -hmm. But um, um, I guess, you know, things like we just moved into a new place. And what we've been doing is we've been upcycling furniture from places that we found at markets such as Sundari Antique Market, which I love. Um, You know, I've been finding really cute decorative items on Etsy. It's a great time to support them, especially Mm. during the, you know, the pandemic because, you know, these guys are, this is actually their livelihood. And, uh, you know, just kind of generally using anything that we used to have already and painting them in different colors and making kind of a hobby out of it. And then all the way to other choices, such as what kind of holidays I want to go on, um, which is, you know, staying as local as possible Um, You know, if we're if we're going abroad, then trying to take the Eurostar or the train or, you know, driving there in a Tesla if we can rent one. Um, So just kind of, you know, those kind of positions where I feel conscious that I can be better and therefore I will think about it to ensure that I am better. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's a great time to be trying out all those upcycling projects in your home and having the time to work on those new skills. Yeah, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. How have you found that the current situation that we're in, obviously we're under kind of social distancing, it stops a lot of like events and things like that. A lot of weddings have been postponed, which I guess are what most people would hire outfits for. How have you found that that has impacted the app? Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's definitely unfortunate for everyone, you know, and I mean, you know, it's, this, this is a global pandemic that's affecting everyone's livelihood Um, and let's not even forget health. So I think, you know, with that in mind, you know, we, we took very early, we took very early steps to communicate with our user base what is the best way to proceed with rentals or returns if you're already renting something at the moment. Um, and, you know, we advised them not to meet in person if they were renting. And at one point we, when things weren't clear, we also said not to do any rentals whatsoever. Mm. But now now that we see, what, while there's still a lockdown going on in the UK, and um, I, I very much am against anyone meeting up to hang out and especially not going into each other's houses either. Um, we have actually had quite a few rentals happening every week. Obviously, it's not the amount that we would have anticipated, considering that there were quite a few rentals that were meant to take place, especially in May. Mm. Because, as you mentioned, of the wedding season. Uh, But we have had quite a few people actually saying that they want to rent a dress for their birthday. And, you know, they're staying with their housemates or maybe their family. Um, So I personally have done about three post, you know, uh, deliveries in the post. Uh, last week and this week already so um so i think it's it's beginning to pick up a little bit but i would say it's nowhere to the growth that we were expecting Mm -hmm. we have however used this time because you know we only launched in october so about eight months ago We we are using this time to kind of do a little more storytelling um because we grew very quickly and you know We we haven't really gotten the chance to you know completely kind of tell everyone what we are about, Hmm. which is a very you know focused and approach on community and sustainability. So we've been using this time to do a lot of storytelling through our content. You know um, we were giving back to our community by offering everyone in the NHS a free rental, Mm -hmm. um, up to 50 pounds worth of credits. We did that for a month and a half, and that was really well received as well. So we've been doing a lot of community-based Um, things during this time to really show everyone what we're about
0: yeah I love that people have been renting themselves something special for their birthdays yeah
1: just to keep a little bit of
0: joy going I guess yeah because you really appreciate the little things at this time don't you yeah so with that being said, um, and then there may be two answers to this, maybe what you thought it would have been if I'd asked you this six months ago and what it may, you know, obviously we don't really know what everything is going to look like after this situation. We don't really know what the new normal is going to be. But what do you see the future of rental being?
1: Yeah, I think there is still going to be a lot of education that needs to be done. I mean, we, we already knew this even with the pandemic or not. But I think ever more so, because people will be cautious about borrowing or trying on someone else's clothing. I mean, we'll see that even when people are going into, you know, fashion stores in mm. person. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if people are still going to go into fitting rooms. I'm actually very curious to know how that works out. Um, but yeah, I think people will be even more cautious than they might have been in the past. So, you know, we we will need to educate people on things like hygiene and actually how much um, it it can actually positively impact the um, level of, well, by decreasing the level of consumption. Mm -hmm. So I think we really need to educate people on why it's better to share than to buy yet another piece. And I think we've been doing that ourselves um, when we just launched a feature about, I guess, three weeks ago called the Impact Scale, which shows our users on the app how much they're positively impacting the environment by not buying a new item and renting it instead. So I think, I think there's a lot of education that needs to be done. And I think we're, we're trying to make, you know, we're trying to play our part in ensuring that people are aware that renting is not just about money.
2: Mm. It's
1: also about, you know, the other benefits that come along such as being good to the environment um, and the friendships that come along it, you know, when you're part of a community. Um, and I think, in terms of you know the, the economic side of things, obviously as a business, to touch on that, I think there will be kind of a recessionary climate in the UK and probably in most of Europe. Um, and I do believe that people are going to be much more, sen- you know, I guess sensitive about and conscious about where they're spending their money,
2: mm.
1: and that's where I think one-off purchases from Zara, Topshop, H&M, all these fast fashion retailers. I think people are gonna question themselves on whether they should really be buying those things. So if they were to spend money on a big ticket item, I do think it will be more classic pieces by um, hopefully higher quality brands. Mm. And then I do like to think that people will turn onto rental um, options such as ours where everything is extremely cost-effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the other day that possibly people will be craving community even more when this is over because it's been lacking, whether they will, you know, whether things like Airbnb and clothing rental and or anything kind of peer to peer, whether that will see a bit of a rise as people want to go out and feel a bit more connected to other people.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure about that. It kind of seems like everyone's getting more and more cautious. And I think, mm. you know, I think people are going to be wearing face masks a lot and they're going to be quite distrustful of people that they don't know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which which worries me a little bit, to be honest, um, in terms of any discrimination incidences or whatever happening. But, um, but I do think that, you know, the, the price sensitivity is is going to be something that I suppose is where, you know, rental kind of wins.
0: So how does it work at the moment in terms of if you rent an item? I I think I read somewhere that there's no dry cleaning involved. So how does it work on the hygiene side with bi-rotation?
1: Yeah, um, so it's very much like Airbnb and that's why we call ourselves to be the Airbnb of design and fashion, uh, which pretty much means that the lender is responsible for cleaning the item. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we do have a few bridal gowns on there, um, including my own. (laughs) Um, you know, and and something like that would need specialist dry cleaning. Mm. So you can you can add a cleaning fee if you want. You know, and and that's again based on your judgment. You know, we've seen some people um adding a cleaning fee for you know like a simple silk dress, yeah. and then we've also seen it for really elaborate gowns, um, such as the Monique Lhuillier gown that we had worn at the uh, red carpet at the bathhouse this year. Uh, loaned actually by um, Bettina Looney, who's quite well known as a style icon. So, you know, I, I mean, it's really up to the discretion of the lender and, you know, the renter would just need to return it, um, you know, worn. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, might, there might be a case of the lender having like a short turnaround time uh, for another rental. And we have had that before where the lender might say, oh, could you please clean this for me, you know, hand wash it or machine wash is fine. Or, you know, um, do you mind like going to the dry? I mean, it's never happened that they've asked them to go to the dry cleaners, but yeah. So it's very much um, at the discretion of the lender, which I think is better because it sort of, you know, um, takes away that, you know, um, that need to promise dry cleaning because dry cleaning for the environment is not great. and a lot of things don't actually need to be dry cleaned personally I like to hand wash a lot of my delicates Mm. and a lot of my higher end items because I like to see how exactly they're being washed so um so so I think I think this has actually been great even you know in terms of caring for your items and also in terms of making it more price effective for potential renters
0: Yeah, it's pretty horrific, the information around dry cleaning and how bad it is for our health and the environment.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So there are obviously other rental platforms out there and there are other rental platforms all across the globe. What do you think sets rotation apart from the other rental platforms?
1: I think it's definitely the fact that we are peer to peer which means we're not buying any inventory whatsoever and we're already using what we own. So it's very much a self-sustaining community mm-hmm. um, as opposed to another, you know, like a, like a cheaper alternative to wearing designer fashion, which I personally, having trialed Rent the Runway twice last year uh, because my sister used to be a subscriber, I just noticed, you know, when I was in the uh, pickup and drop-off store because I think they have a couple of locations. Mm. I just noticed the lack of communication whatsoever in the store. Like no one cared about each other. It was very much about picking up, you know, these designer pieces and getting my money's worth because I paid a subscription fee. Mm. So, you know, there, were, there, there was no attachment. There was no feeling towards the fashion that they were wearing and the people around them. So I think I would say we're, I've seen us to be the only community-based community based um sharing economy for fashion for designer fashion and what i'd also say are some of the things that differentiate us are the fact that we're very much um we're kind of you know we're we're very much built as a digital only business mm. which which also helps us scale um you know so our app for example i mean um it can do more than a million transactions a day if oh. if we had the users Um, you know and obviously it's very early days but that's really our goal our goal is to bring it global Mm. our goal is to have local communities everywhere where they can end up rotating with each other so you know for example I've met another user on the app that actually goes to my bar studio and she's also my size and I didn't know that she was on the app until she told me that oh I think you're the founder and I think we're at the same bar studio and I can just yeah. And, and now I regularly rent items from her and mm. she regularly rents. Well, not now, but I mean, you know, we started renting from each other mm. and that's kind of, I, I guess that's the kind of goal at the end of the day to have local communities where you can just rotate with each other. And, you know, it's not, it's not necessary that you're, you become the best of friends, but you know, you're, you're rotating friends
2: mm. um,
1: that met on by rotation So I feel like, you know, um, we've got this strong community and everything's very digital. We don't have any pop-ups or any physical stores. We don't have any inventory. We don't do dry cleaning. It just it just kind of gives the power and the control to, you know, the actual user. Mm. A- and, that's, and that's how you know that they are engaged and involved. It's not just a means to an end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that piece that you're renting is an item that has a story behind it. It's an item that's loved by someone. It's not just going back to sit on a rail once you're done with it.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you look at our app, it's we were just actually talking about it last week with my team. It's becoming more and more like a social marketplace. Mm. You know, everyone has profiles. You can follow each other. You can you can like each other's things. You can message each other. And, you, you know, you get alerts if someone you're following has listed a new item. So you kind of know that they've, you know, gone through their wardrobe or they've bought something new and they're willing to share it. And I think that's kind of great because it kind of builds these friendships on the app. Mm. And I I think that's something that, you know, uh, that's something that I think that other fashion rental, you know, companies haven't really quite considered is the fact that people are, you know, beginning to want to have conversations Mm. around these pieces you know it's not necessary that they're going to be the best of friends and hang out all the time
0: yeah yeah I think it's really nice if you can use something like an app or something that's kind of social media based but yeah it facilitates those offline relationships and it builds Mm -hmm. those connections as well
1: yeah exactly
0: so something I've noticed with rental platforms and like you say like not just peer-to-peer ones cuz I guess it's it's a bit easier on peer-to-peer ones but other rental platforms that say use like designer samples or things like that size is often not very inclusive they normally have like 8 to 10 maybe there might be the odd 12 on there, but their size range doesn't tend to vary that much. How are you tackling that on by rotation and how you, can you ensure that there's a wide variety of sizes on there?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that I've acknowledged and I continue to acknowledge is a challenge for us. Mm. And, you know, because we're completely peer-to-peer and we're not buying any inventory for the purpose of renting it out, it's kind of got that chicken or egg problem. So, you know, we have made efforts to approach people that we see have nice wardrobes in, you know, in, in particular sizes that we're lacking. Mm-hmm. But again, there's there's only so much you can do because you can't really force them to list their wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have tried to convince a few people. I think we've got three notable lenders or influencers, as we would say, that are on the app and, you know, they're of, you know, of a variety of sizes. And, you know, we're trying to get and reach out to more people like that. We, you know, we regularly ask on our social media channels as well, if there's someone whose style our users like, and they want us to try and get them on the app, um, especially, you know, if they cater to, you know, the, the other sizes that we are lacking, you know, we would love to get in touch with them and try and ask them to come on board. But, um, but yeah, you know, it is a challenge and, and, you know, you know, we have had that before where someone would say, Yeah, I love everything on here, but, you know, it's not my size and we're like, I know, we're very sorry, but you know, if you know anyone who's watered that you love and convert, you know, please let us know and, and you know, we'll we'll try and convince them to come and list. But yeah, if anyone's listening and if anyone, you know, knows people of um, you know, sizes that might be interesting for us to have on the app, please please do let us know and we'll definitely get in touch with them.
0: Yeah, I guess hopefully as it grows, then you'll be able to get more people on board.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, in our marketing and our communications, we Mm. try to, you know, show a diversity of people. And that's something that's very important to me because I'm a third culture kid. And, you know, um, I've always had a variety of friends around me. You know, I'm married to, I mean, an interracial relationship as well very important for me to represent as many people as I can Mm. and you know we have tried to do that through our marketing when it comes to class size people or people like you know ethnic people I guess such as myself Mm. and you know others It's very important to me to represent them and therefore if you guys know of anyone that comes to mind please feel free to shout out and let me know
0: yeah yeah and I guess the fashion industry as well like it started to get a bit better about this but it's not very you know it's only in the last few years that it's starting to get a bit more inclusive and you know feature plus size models and kind of a bit more diversity
1: I mean on that you know that's a whole different conversation but also you know just showing ethnic models is not enough you know Um, Mm. what about having people of different backgrounds and cultures and sizes to actually be on the board or in executive positions you know I, I don't I don't really see that um and for me that's a problem and it's funny because in my previous career in finance you know people tend to think it's really male dominated and it's very you know you know there's only white males you know of a particular age there but I, I feel like I've noticed that the fashion industry is is even less diverse mm. than finance
0: yeah yeah completely completely agree as a founder of ByRotation, what would you say your favorite part of being a founder and running by rotation is?
1: Oh, no one's actually asked me that question. <laughs> I suppose it's kind of um really being able to see how we're transforming the fashion industry one person at a time.
2: Mm.
1: So, you know, we we've got, you know, we've noticed from a lot of our super users as we call them. You know, a lot of them who joined the app, they trusted us because they saw it as a new way to kind of access quality designer pieces. And now they've become even more aware of sustainability and the issues that that lie within the fashion industry. And that's not really the reason why they joined the app. They didn't join the app because they cared about sustainability that much. Mm. And now they're becoming more aware of it. And I feel like that's kind of my journey as well. Mm. And I think that's something that makes me very excited and inspired to continue growing and really bring it to the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So how do you find balance as a founder? How do you find some time for yourself and obviously like thinking about sustainability and kind of the issues around it can be quite draining. How do you balance that out?
1: I don't know, I'm actually still figuring it out because I'm still, you know, it's my first time founding a business and it's also quite young. So if anyone has to let me know. But um, I guess, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard because, you know, sometimes I feel bad that I'm not really keeping in touch with my friends and my family and my previous life. And I feel guilty for that. And um, But at the same time, I just have a very good support network around me who, who's, who's fine with me constantly, you know, promoting my business on my personal Social media um you know my my social media platforms, um, so I'm very lucky for that but I you know, lucky about that, but I feel very conscious still, and I always worry that I'm losing myself, and you know all I ever do is talk about my business, um and that's kind of boring because it's not for everyone, so you know it's true what they say being a founder is kind of lonely, mm. but um but yeah i've I've just been sort of you know. Finding a way to keep in touch with my previous life and my my friends outside of bi rotation, you know, by by doing things that are not very business or fashion related. So one of the things I've really been enjoying during the lockdown, which I mentioned already, is um, furniture upcycling. It's got nothing to do with bi rotation or fashion or mm-hmm. business, and you know, I I love to joke about it with my friends and. You know, um and then, you know, we'll we'll have completely different conversations that have nothing to do with my job.
0: Yeah. When I first went full time working on my own business, I was reading a startup book and like one of the first pages was get yourself a pet and some plants because you're gonna be lonely. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm lucky that I actually got a dog, I think, just like a month before I incorporated fire rotation. So I completely agree with the pet thing. Because, like, you know, pets are amazing, especially, for example, dogs or cats, because, you know, they know when you're upset and they're mm-hmm. at your comfort, you know, which is great because some of the lows are extremely low. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: so you mentioned that you have a team as well with bi rotation Mm -hmm. has that team been in place from the beginning or has that come into place as you have been going along
1: yeah I mean I'm the only full-time employee Mm. and I don't pay myself either Um, everyone else is a freelancer but um, everyone's kind of joined I would say in the first few months since we launched and you know we're always sort of like open to other people I mean obviously things are a bit different right now Mm. but um but we've you know everyone who started working with us Touchwood, is still working with us and I think they enjoy it and I love working with them um everyone's very different which I love you know that's so important to you know as long as we have the same vision and goal for the company Um, I love the fact that we're different because we all bring very different skill sets and different networks and different perspectives, which is great for a healthy debate to Mm -hmm. make sure that we do the right thing and not just, you know, go into that herd mentality sort of um, mindset
0: yeah it sounds like you have a good mix yeah circling back to talk a little bit more about sustainability rental platforms often feature like higher priced items but it's often the kind of cheap fast fashion that ends up in landfill so how do you think we can tackle throwaway fashion
1: yeah and I think that's Basically, I mean, I should say that's also another way that we differentiate ourselves from other rental platforms. So I I mentioned this in my ECOH article that I wrote recently about starting up a sustainable business. But I noticed when I was doing the research for fashion rental, you know, uh, platforms and businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them tend to have an air of exclusivity. You know, they're mostly for occasion wear, such as ball gowns or weddings or uh, graduation or whatever. And, you know, the price points, therefore, are very prohibitive. And that's why we have, you know, on our app, lenders have flexible pricing options so they can charge whatever they want. um, And for however long as they want, whether they're renting things out just for a day or three days, seven days, a month, etc. And they can charge any price they want, whether, you know, they want to charge a pound or like, I don't know, 100 pounds a day. Um, obviously, they know it's the laws of demand and supply. If you're charging too high, no one's ever going to send a rental request for your item. Mm. And that's why we have user tips as well, very much like Airbnb, where it recommends for you to charge 3 to 5% of your retail price for the item. And I think that's made it much more accessible to rent a Reformation dress for £15 for the weekend. So that's three days, mm. £5 a day versus buying a zara top shop dress for 20 30 40 pounds um so i, I think you know what you'll wear maybe once or twice in your life yeah and then you'll throw it away in the landfill at the end of the year or the month maybe i don't even know and um, so i think i think that's why i say that by rotation actually is trying for, for us our competitors really are fast fashion companies
0: So bi-rotation is obviously quite heavily focused around tech. And, you know, you've mentioned Airbnb a lot as well. Do you think that tech is the way forward and is the way that we can improve things and tackle some of the issues that we are facing? You know, not just fashion, but also there's, you know, plenty of other issues that we're facing around climate change and the environment.
1: I mean, in a very general sense, yes. I recently read this book, Zero to One. The author is really contentious, so I have no comments about the author. But in terms of the book, uh, it's Peter Thiel, yeah. Um, But in terms of the comments, uh, sorry, in in terms of the book itself, it's fantastic, and you know, it talks very much about how technology is the way forward in terms of driving vertical, intensive progress, as opposed to horizontal progress, which is just you know, sort of improving what's Mm. currently out there. So you know, I I would you know, and again these are just my views, but I would I would challenge designers who say that they're sustainable because they make made-to-order clothing or bags or whatever, because I feel like that's not it, it's not enough in terms of being a sustainable brand, you know? Because mm-hmm. made-to-order, we we had we always had that, you know, that's called tailoring, really, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And therefore, I'm actually very supportive of things like upcycling and using technology to come up with new kinds of fibers or products. Or, you know, um, there's a lot of um, talk about, I I guess, digital clothing, you know, all the wearables. I I know that it didn't really work out, but, you know, if someone can really make it happen and bring it to the mainstream audience, I think that's something that I would like to see. And I think it could happen. Mm. Just, you know, someone needs to do that. You know, someone needs to throw the rule book away and say, I'm not going to make another design, you know, like sustainable fashion designer label. I'm actually going to use technology to um, project my designs on one piece of clothing mm. forever. But but again, you know, this is just something that I've read recently and I felt very inspired by. And obviously, you know, using vibration, we've built a proprietary platform where we're connecting people so for me technology really enables us to do this because in the past people would only borrow and share between brothers and sisters and and friends at the very most so yeah I'm very pro technology I'm very pro the sharing economy and um, I like to see it being applied across and beyond fashion
0: yeah yeah I'm really excited about the innovation that is going to come around in textiles with a greater demand for things to be done differently and for us to improve the way things have been done.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, even with quarantine, we, you know, no, like no one has a choice because you can't really meet up, and you know, there's all these, all these fashion shows that would have been cancelled, and you've got all these companies having to innovate because all along they resisted change, and now you know everyone's doing Zoom calls, um, Instagram lives, you know, all of this. I, th- I think this is much more clever, and it's much more refreshing, and actually much better for the environment as well there there's a lot of excesses in the fashion industry and you know i i myself have been guilty of them and i think you know this in a way the pandemic is really making us reconsider what's really important
0: yeah yeah i think it's causing us to stop and think about why we've always done things the way we've done them and how we'd like to live going forward
1: yeah totally.
0: So I think you may have already just answered this in your last answer. But at the end of the podcast, I ask every guest what they have seen or read recently that's left them feeling positive about the future to end on a positive note.
1: Uh, yeah, so it would definitely be um, zero to one. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny, I've, I've actually read two more books after that, but I'm still thinking about zero to one.
0: <laughs> that one stuck with you.
1: Yeah, I just found it very compelling. I mean, it has kind of pretty sharp views um, in that you know he's he pretty much tells you that if you're doing anything that's a slight improvement, it's not enough. so it's it's not for everyone. But mm. to me, I, I found it very inspiring because you know a lot of people you know might think sharing clothes is is odd or strange or whatever. But you know just just reading that kind of helps me think about the fact that it is doable. We just have to follow the right steps um, in terms of how we push this across. So, yeah, so that book, definitely, I think. Mm. And it's an easy read as well, I would say. I think it's like 200 pages. Just just don't, don't Google the author.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you for sharing that with us. And to finish off, how can people find out more about you and find out more about By Rotation? And, yeah, where can they get their rentals from?
1: Sure, it's By Rotation. You can find us on byrotation.com. We're available to download for free as an app on the App Store or Google Play. And uh, we're also on Instagram at By Rotation Official. And then if you want to find me, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Ishita Cabral, or you can find me on Instagram, which is uh, my handle is aren't you Ishita? Don't, don't ask.
0: <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting to you this afternoon. Thank you very much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much, Sophie.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you go ahead and leave me a review or subscribe as it really helps other people find my podcast. And I put a lot of work in each week to try and bring you inspiring and interesting guests around the topic of sustainability. You can find out more about Agnes London by following me on Instagram at Agnes London or checking out my website www.agneslondon.com. I'll be back next week with another guest. See you then.